Hi, it's Reverend Kurt Condra at Unity on the North Shore in Evanston, Illinois. Unity offers positive, practical, and progressive teachings that support spiritual evolution and abundant living. You can join us for our weekly Sunday service at 1030 in these days of sequestering. It's by Zoom. Uh, so please visit our website at www.unityns.org and register for the Zoom link. If you missed the service, you can also see the video version of our Sunday lessons on our YouTube channel, Unity North Shore. Again, visit us at our website, www.unityns.org, to see the many ways in which we're creating connection in this time of physical distancing. God bless. We are in the midst of so much change right now, um, it can be kind of hard to absorb. We have uh, the, uh, as I drove up to church this morning, I was noticing that, you know, spring is springing. The tulip trees out front are in full bloom. The plum trees got blossoms on it. The leaves are all starting to bud out. And there's just this, this wonderful evidence of divine activity happening all over the place. And I, I feel like that's just an indication of um, the usual kind of spring bustle, right? The spring activity is sort of gearing up, that, that drive to maybe clear and clean out. Uh, there's other stuff happening too as people are looking to get vaccinated and sort of watching closely what's happening with the, the numbers around COVID and just this desire for us to get back into actual meeting, this pre-reopening kind of space is all starting to bubble up. And what I'm recognizing is that when there's that much energy and that much activity around us, that it can become distracting. You know, there's a space where we can almost, um, we can almost be, be pushed off center, that, that we're not really feeling that divine connection that helps us to really be able to tack in, tap into that higher perspective that we know is always available. But when we get really busy and when life around us becomes so active, or when things aren't turning out the way that we expected or that we anticipated, that we start to get, we start to get sort of thrown off center. So I want to talk a little bit today as we kick off this new series about how to be centered no matter what. That, that's the series that we're going to be looking at all through April here. But I want to look at the importance of perspective in that. And what I'm going to do is share with you three different questions that we can ask ourselves that really move us back into a space of being more present to, uh, to the, the, the divine power that we know is always available to us, but that sometimes maybe we're not feeling it, you know? I'm reminded of, you know, we've just been through the Easter story, Jesus' resurrection, and we're now in the 40-day period in terms of the church calendar between Jesus' resurrection and the ascension, sort of when he rises up into heaven. And what I'm noticing is that in that 40 days, there was a lot going on. Jesus, you know, we know that Jesus met with disciples and followers along the way, but we don't exactly know how many of those disciples or followers he may have encountered. Uh, some say dozens, some say it could have been in the hundreds. But Jesus was very busy and very active in this period, in this time frame following Easter. And what I'm mindful of is that in his last appearance to the disciples, the last appearance before he makes his ascension, um, that they may have had some, they may had some, had some questions about 
how, he, how they were to move forward. They may have been kind of distracted about, about what, what theirs was to do in this time afterward. And so I'm going to share with you, this is from the book of Matthew. I want to share with you the very last uh, passage, the very last few verses, where Jesus sort of gives charge, gives assignments to the disciples that they are now to undertake. And I'd, what I'd like to do is have you think about how you, that might have landed for you. Right? Like, what is it or how it lands for you now as you're being called to something greater, to, to how do you embody this resurrection energy that we've been celebrating? So again, this is from Matthew. Now, the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. Think how that charge might have felt to those disciples in, those, in, in that moment, right? This is a bigger job than they have ever been assigned. In their three years of following Jesus around, of really experiencing his immense presence, that that ability that he has, the demonstrations that he has made of, of healing folks, of restoring sight, of resurrecting Lazarus, of, of turning water to wine. They've, they've been witness to all of this. And now they're being charged with doing the same. And in the next breath, Jesus says, and remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Right? And Jesus is gone. Like from this moment on, Jesus in that physical presence that they've been enjoying instead of um, emulating and, and wanting to follow, that presence is going to be gone. And now, um, instead of the presence, the power of the presence that they may have experienced, what they're being invited into is, is the power of his absence. And what I would suggest to you is that as we move through this active time in our own lives, right? Uh, that, that we may very well experience those, those times when instead of the presence that we find so comforting, we're actually experiencing an absence. And in that absence, the feeling that might be evoked is not one of comfort or light or energy that, 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 that Karen really demonstrates so beautifully when she sings with us or that we feel when we're together on Sunday mornings or that we experience when we're in prayer and meditation. But we might actually feel a sense of, of absence and that, that often is a place where we're not feeling comfortable, right? We're wanting to get back to that, that place of comfort, that place of knowing beyond knowing that, that we're really feeling into that, that same power. And what I'm suggesting is that all of us experience at times in our lives when maybe our expectations haven't been met when something turns out differently than we thought, when, when we experience some kind of a loss or maybe it's even a project at work that didn't go the way we thought we would or relationship, that what we're experiencing is actually um, the absence of the divine in terms of an a emotional kind of experience or emotive kind of presence. And what we're being invited into is a deeper awareness that even in this, even in this experience that we're feeling as an absence, is that spirit is always present. We know that God is everywhere present, always active in every aspect of what we're doing, whether or not we feel it or not. 
And it's in those moments of sort of not feeling and not, not you know, we're wanting to be aligned because we know what that feels like. We know how empowering that is. And yet there are times in all of our lives when we might not be feeling it, but we know in truth that it's still available, it's still active, it's still supporting us, perhaps in ways that are more powerful than even when we're feeling it. You know, if you think about the biblical examples of this, think about, um, oh, think about Moses standing at the edge of the Red Sea. He's been charged with leading the Israelites out of Egypt, right? And there he is sort of up against the Red Sea, this huge obstacle. And what does he have in terms of presence? What he has is a staff. He's got a stick, right? And this stick, he has to sort of imagine or, or tap into a sense of faith that the stick is enough for him to move forward. And surely, as he sort of rests into that, he finds that the stick is actually the instrument that he uses to part the Red Sea. Spirit provides us with tools that might not feel as grand or as powerful or feel as sort of comforting as we're used to, but that we're asked to sort of tap into a deeper sense of faith and begin to embody divine power in a way that we might thought not have imagined possible for ourselves before. Over and over and over again, what we find is that Spirit provides us with tools and support that might not be what we would desire. Um, let's see. Think about, think about the walls of Jericho. What, what walls are you up against? What obstacles are you up against? And what you'd really love to have is for God to gift you with, I don't know, an army to knock down the walls. But what you get, what he provides is a trumpet. <laughs> and in that trumpet, we find greater power. We might want to imagine that the king of kings that's coming to save all the world is going to be born into a palace surrounded by riches and all of the signs of power. And what we get is a baby in a manger. Over and over again, we are presented with opportunities and tools that might not feel like the way that we're going we're to experience that power. But as we shift our perspective, as we shift our willingness to live into that power, then we come into a space of being able to embody it more fully than we might have not have experienced otherwise. Yeah. So three questions that we can take when we're in that space of wanting to really embody power more fully, but maybe not feeling it there for us. Three questions. The first of those that I'm going to suggest to you is, um, is i got to refer to my notes here. <laughs> the first of those questions is really about where is my attention focused? Can we switch to the other camera? I want to walk around a little bit. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the first is, where, where is my attention, right? If my attention is on, on the wall of Jericho, if my attention is on the Red Sea before me, if my attention is on the lack of connection that I'm feeling of a relationship, then that's exactly what I'm going to move into. So the question becomes about where, where is my attention? And as I begin to shift attention to where I want it to be flowing, to a space of power, then I can begin to tap into a greater embodiment of that divine power. Um, I'm going to share an, an example that I use kind of this week. It's a really simple one. But in my blog this week, I, I decided I was going to talk about the evolution of divine ideas. And the example that I used was we were to start with sort of photography back when we used film and send it out for, pros 
for processing, as opposed to these days when everybody has a camera phone on their, on their smartphone and everything is moving in, in a digital direction, right? And what I realized as I began to write that is my attention was really on my fondness for the old days, when, when I had a capacity or an ability to really frame, or really it, it, was, not, it was a requirement to really frame very carefully whatever shot I was going to be taking, right? Because every shot required another exposure on film. Every shot required another processing. You know, I had to pay for all those. So you become very careful around that, very mindful. And I learned great lessons about patience and focus out of those early days of you learning to use a camera that was fueled by film. And I was sort of bemoaning the fact that nowadays, all we have to do is, is, is pick up a phone and we shoot it over and over and over and over again. And we can go back later on and figure out which exposures were the most, the ones that we want to keep. But there's the, the, that power to discern or to discriminate between what's most effective. I was bemoaning that that's been lost. And what I realized is that my attention was going in the exact opposite direction that I was wanting to make around this idea of the progression of divine ideas moving into fuller expression, right? The idea that the old way was better um, was getting in the way of me being able to appreciate the new ways. So as I was able to see, to question the attitude that I was bringing to it, I was able to see that, you know what, actually... Even with the digital format, even with the di these digital cameras, those who use it best are the ones who still frame carefully. Those who use it best are the ones who still wait for that, that, that holy instant when they capture a moment that otherwise w would be missed, right? So all of what was possible back in the days when I was shooting pictures on, on film exposures, all of that is still possible in the way that we use the digital cameras today. But as long as my attitude was really focused on, and my attention was focused on what I was missing and my fondness for the old days, I wasn't able to see it. So the first question, when we're really wanting to live into a different perspective, is really focusing on what is, where is my attention? Because where attention goes, power and energy flow. We know that one. Second question that I would invite you to sort of live into or question when to, or ask of yourself when you're moving into or out of this space of, of wanting to embody power that we might not necessarily feel or alignment that we might not necessarily feel. The second question I would ask is, how do I, how do I see this situation differently, right? The example that I, that I used in the writing and research I found today really came out of a, a beautiful experience of of a mom who was going through the usual day, usual busyness of her day. She'd just been home from grocery shopping, putting away groceries, trying to get dinner ready, um, trying to plan through what the rest of the evening was going to be. But her mind was sort of on a bunch of different multitasking things. And what she noticed is that her, when your, her young daughter came in to talk to her about her day, is that she really wasn't focusing on this day. And so what she decided to do is to, to see this differently, to see this moment differently. It wasn't just an opportunity to sort of make sure that everything was getting done. This was an opportunity to really connect with her daughter in a deeper way. So she set aside all of the other chores that she was working on, and she really sat down and connected with her daughter face to face. She really wanted to be listening very closely to what she was saying. And I want to share with you her experience of of moving into that kind of a space. 
She says, after a few seconds of this focused attention, uh, of really changing the question she was asking herself about how to be more present in her daughter's life, her attention became so intense that the room around the two of them disappeared. She lost all sense of self and felt as though she was falling into her, into the pools of her daughter's eyes, into her soft voice, into her tender heart. And she felt in that moment overcome by a sense of oneness with her and tears filled her eyes, right? So just asking that question about how to see this moment differently, how to approach the opportunity to in this moment differently, what she found was a capacity to love more deeply than she had before. And what we know is that that ability to, to give our attention freely is really a capacity to love more deeply. And so as we move into those opportunities to give attention, to ask different questions, to see a situation differently for the opportunities that might be present and, and, and full, more fully live into it, that we actually embody that power more fully, that we can feel more deeply into that, that connection and know the groundedness of being and the opportunity for divine to express more fully. Yeah? So where is my attention? Second question, how do I see this differently? And the third one, and this is really more when we're finding ourselves in times of challenge, times of difficulty, is what if it's easy? What if in this situation I could find, I could find a capacity for joy? What if in my perception of this, that there's an ability to enjoy and actually have, have a greater sense of fun and ability around it? One of the examples that, that I heard was in the, you know, sort of the mundane of, of the spring cleaning, right? We're cleaning up yards, we're out mowing lawns. We're, and um, there was a, a man who had a, a very large lawn that he, he knew he had to mow and he was kind of dreading the whole thing. And he decided that instead of the usual sort of back and forth and back and forth and back and forth just to get it done, he was going to try and be a little bit creative. He was going to bring some artistic expression into the experience. And so what he did is he started to mow patterns in the lawn. And, and, and he just, like in cursive writing, <laughs> he wrote, I love, in, the, in this lawn, across this, I don't know, whatever it was, an acre. He wrote, I love. And then he went back and he started to create a shadow around it and an underline around it. And eventually, as he sort of came to it, he just was allowed to express himself more fully in a chore that otherwise might have been kind of mundane. And so what I would invite you to do is in those situations where you might be experiencing something as a chore, you might be experiencing something as a challenge, is there not a way that you can bring a sense of fun or joy to it? Is this not an opportunity for me to practice skills that would make me um, a stronger or more effective boss? Is this not an opportunity that would practice skills that would make me a more a joyful and a more... Um, present partner? Is there a way that I can show up in this experience that actually allows me to have more fun in it? So those are the three questions that I would suggest we bring in order to bring a different perspective to spaces in our lives that we might otherwise not feel as connected to that divine power that we know is always and ever available. Where is my attention? How can I see this differently? And what if this could be fun and easy? So I invite you to um, maybe jot those questions down 
And as we move now into a time of meditation, I would invite you to just be fully present to whatever's most alive in your heart. Maybe there's a space, maybe there's a wall of Jericho or a Red Sea before you. Maybe there's a challenge or a relationship that you would like to bring a new or higher perspective to. And just allow, as we move into this time of meditation, allow your mind to just float across any of those opportunities as Karen now prepares us with a wonderful energy of receptivity. I would invite you to breathe a little more deeply, relax a little more fully, and simply become present. It's in these quiet moments of reflection that we are most available for spirit to do its transformative work in us. Whether we feel it, whether we're aware of it or not, that presence is the source of all the good in our lives, of all the good in the world. And so as we open our hearts, we find that our minds too open to see from a broader perspective. As we open our hearts, as our perspective changes, we reach a deeper understanding that no matter what the circumstances are in our lives, no matter what we may be experiencing, that there is a power that is drawing us closer to itself, drawing us closer to the answers that we seek, to the solutions that we desire. to the hope that we ho seek to embody or to the healing that we know awaits us. With open minds and a broader perspective, we can see beyond the current condition and know the deepest truth about ourselves, about our lives, and about the world. That there is only wholeness that there is only love and that ultimately as we allow ourselves to rest in our awareness of that deep truth, anything unlike it will begin to dissipate and fall away. That we might be pure channels through which the light and the love of the divine expressed most fully, most powerfully. And so rest in a moment of quiet now and simply allow this beautiful source energy to nourish you in body, mind, and spirit in the quiet. And 
very gently now, I invite you to return your attention to your breath. Knowing and trusting in faith and in wisdom that whatever we encounter in our journey in the coming days and weeks, we have the capacity to see beyond it, to know the higher perspective, to see truth, and to bring it into fuller expression. So it is, and so we let it be. Amen. In the stillness of this moment, there is peace, there is peace. In the stillness of this moment, there is peace. There is peace, and I rest, and I rest, and trust, and trust, and brave, and breathe, and know, and know, that in the stillness of this moment, there is peace, there is love, there is love, there is joy. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving us a review. And if you'd like to support the ministries of Unity on the North Shore, you can text the word GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 815-827-6052. Again, text GIVE to 815-827-6052. Or visit us online and click the donate button www.unityns.org. You'll also find there a complete menu of offerings for sort of remote and distance learning through this time of sequestering. God bless you. And again, thanks for joining.